you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Trevor drops, fires toward the end zone, touchdown! Absolute thing of beauty. Burrow back to pass, fires over the middle, nice. caught for the touchdown! Nice. Unbelievable! What a throw by Joe Burrow! Thursday Night Football, it's here, baby. NFL Network, we're here for a battle between number one picks. Trevor Lawrence makes his Jaguars primetime debut. Joe Burrow and the Bengals ready to steal the show. They've got a kid on their defense that is leading the league in interceptions at linebacker. We're breaking it all down right here. Jags, Bengals, week four starting right now as we kick off to kick off there uh, in Cincinnati. So let's, oh, uh, there goes my IFB. You okay? Mercury's in retrograde. What a show! Let's go! Yesterday, you can watch us right here on NFL Network and on the NFL app. And welcome to Good Morning Football. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. My name is Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brand, and it is an absolute pleasure to introduce Matt Castle. Yo! Castle! Let's go! You ready? Me a fart up! Jack's Bengals! Seven NFL teams? I did the math in my head. Is it seven? Seven NFL teams and a few tryouts, you know, that Uh maybe counted. But yeah, seven NFL teams. most notably, Kansas City, the Kansas Patriots. City, we'll talk New about England, that. yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit of Minnesota. Traded twice in one year. Buffalo, Dallas, mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans, Detroit. I mean, come on, guys. Let's all just right. keep, keep the party going. <laughs> Get your tweets <laughs> to Matt Castle. Here. We all have questions at GMFB. It is time for the lead block. Lead block. Yep, we welcome in Cameron Wolf. He's at Paul Brown Stadium here. I think the sun is not even up behind him. No, it is not. Cameron, thank you for joining us and waking up so early to party with us and set the scene ahead of tonight's huge Thursday night football match. Uh, let's talk about what's going on there behind you and what will be going on hours from now. Top of the morning, Kay. Nothing is going on behind me. Absolutely nothing right now. It's just me out here. But this is the big cat bowl, you know. Uh, other than that, 
there's the two number one overall picks playing against each other, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. That's the main selling point here. I'm really looking at this Bengals team. This has been hot. I know you got a lot of love there in Cincinnati, K. We got this team coming off this Steelers matchup. Joe Burrow's looking back to his old self. And you got the Bengals who are trying to prevent the Jaguars from playing spoiler. The Jaguars lost 18 consecutive games. The record is 26. I spent some time in Jacksonville this week trying to figure out exactly what's going on there. And they feel like that win is coming. Maybe this week it's a big platform, Thursday night football. They want to play spoiler for the Bengals who feel like this is their showcase game going forward. Obviously, the quarterbacks will get a lot of attention, but I think Joe Mixon could end up being the guy who steals the show. He had 151 yards, two touchdowns the last time he played this Jaguars team. Can he do it again here Thursday night? Yeah, when you said it's showcase game, these Bengals, 2-1, they got some heat on them. They're coming off a win. What kind of statement are they going to try to make tonight, and will it be like yours with that lapel pin? Because that's strong. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it, Kyle. Let's keep it real. The Bengals haven't been darlings of the NFL for a while. I spoke with uh, Bengals corner Mike Hilton. He spent the last five years with the Steelers. So I asked him, like, what's your perspective of the Bengals now compared to where it was before? And he was like, hey, man, we they were the little brothers to us before we viewed them as the bottom of the division, sort of bottom dwellers, and now we feel like we've made a 360, but we have to prove it. And they did it with the Steelers' win this past week, but now they have a national audience. Talked to receiver Tyler Boyd this week, and he said that this is their statement game. They really want to prove that they can compete with the Ravens and the Steelers, the AFC North. They think they can win this division. They think they have all the pieces. Joe Burrow's healthy. Joe Mixon's there. They got some guys on defense. So they feel like this is not the same old Bengals team. So like you said, showcase game, statement game. Can they go 3-1? and one? Joe Mixon, second in the NFL in rushing. Uh, Jamar Chase, of course, four touchdowns in three games as a rookie reunited with his QB. They look good on defense, too, and we'll get to all of that. Thank you so much, Cameron Wolf. Number one pick versus number one pick. And to be honest, the quarterbacks, this might be a huge matchup for both squads, of course, in that division, as Cameron outlined there. What is the one thing that you are really zeroing in on for Thursday Night Football? Okay, uh, all due respect to Mike Hilton and the defense and what the Jaguars have, and Josh Allen's a great pass rusher on there, and this is about the two quarterbacks, and I cannot wait to Mm. see them because it is a rematch, and I like to go back into the memory bank and go back. Joe Burrow just absolutely put on a show the last two times these guys played, and it was in the national title game, and it was all LSU right from go. It was Joe Burrow's really national coming out party. Joe Burrow was fantastic in this title game, 2020. 31 of 49, 463 yards, five touchdowns. There are so many future pros in this game. Jordan Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Caleb on Chase on, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on one side, Trevor Lawrence, T. Higgins on the other side. You can go all through the list, and Burrow was the best one of them. And yet here we are, and it's week four of the NFL. We've only seen Joe Burrow on national television Mm -hmm. one time since. He played last year in week two in a Thursday night game that they lost. And here he is, and this is a team that is two and one, about to maybe go three and three one. one is nice. And Joe Burrow could be a star in this league. Mm-hmm. Former first overall pick who has already beaten the almighty Trevor Lawrence head to head in a game. No one else really did that in college. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow did. I cannot wait to see these two quarterbacks go back. Is it a revenge game for Trevor Lawrence and his coming out party? Mm-hmm. Or is it Joe Burrow saying, You guys already know what I do to this guy? Mm-hmm. I take care of business. I'm going to smoke a cigar hey. afterwards. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? You know what? Uh, my, my big thing is Trevor Lawrence, right? This, this, mm-hmm. So far this season, 
He's got seven interceptions, leads the league with nine turnovers. The thing for me is I want to see just a great outing by him, protect the football, take care of it, and then go out and play like the number one pick that he's capable of playing. Like right now, like I said, he's had his troubles. And again, he's learning as he goes, and that's part of the maturation process at this quarterback position. But if he can just take care of the football mainly and put the ball where he needs to play, he's got guys out there, right? DJ Chark, Chenault. Marvin Jones, all these guys can go out and make plays for him. He just doesn't, he's got to realize that he doesn't have to do too much. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest part for me. He's the anointed one. Are you surprised with what you're seeing out there? You know what? I'm not because it's a bad football team, right? And it's one of those things that when you're a quarterback and you're out there, especially a young quarterback, you start to feel that pressure that you need to make a play. And when you fall behind, which he's not used to doing, right? Throughout his college career, what do you lose? Three games total? Mm-hmm. And so he's not used to losing ball games. So you start to feel that pressure and you need to say, oh, man, i got to make a play. But then the, you be, those forced errors become big errors, as we've seen over the last few weeks. We, I think, Matt, we, were saying, we don't need a Picasso from him tonight. I don't even know if we need a win. We need something. you got to give us something. Do you guys remember when, when Roger Goodell introduced Trevor Lawrence and he put on a, a black turtleneck and went in front of a big screen and there was a huge crowd here. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Lawrence. And everybody freaked out. And they're like, wow, this is incredible. This is going to change everything. And then they got it, and they started kind of playing with it. And they're like, uh, why are these U2 songs on here? And, like, this thing doesn't work that well. And, like, uh, this is the, the, the smartphone of quarterbacks. we got to start working a little bit. And I, I do think there's something what I'm looking for tonight is, where's it psychologically? Because over the last couple of weeks, it's not just the throws and the accuracy. There's not a lot of buzz. There's not a lot of fire from him. And so the stat that, you know, Matt, the stat that everybody always said about you is, did you know Matt Castle never started in college? And here he isn't because you were behind Palmer and line and stuff. That'd just be the thing people would bust their chops about. The thing that comes up with Lawrence is that he has never lost a regular season right. game since college, since high school. So think about it this way. He has never lost a football game at any level and had to come back the next week and play another one. Hmm. Every time he has lost the game, it's into the offseason, eight months, seven months, and now he's done it for a month straight. How much adversity has he really faced? How much times has he gotten beaten up and I'd be like, God, I'm sore, i got to play again? Never! This is the first time we've seen him getting beaten down in college, in high school, in the pros. I want to see what he brings tonight, intensity and focus, because he has the smartphone, and I want to play with him. See, and I'm the, I, I, I look at the Bengals side of it, and I said, Bengals defense, I pumped you up yesterday. You're the sixth best in the National Football League. Do not be the defense that Trevor Lawrence figures it out against. That's all I'm asking. If you want to be in the mix in the AFC North for a playoff spot, do not be like the Trevor Lawrence get right, you're a Picasso game. Don't do it. They they paid Trey Hendrickson. This is a team that doesn't play a lot of people. They've paid DJ Reader when he's been healthy out there. He's been really effective, especially in that division where they have to stop the run as often as they do. I will say Trey Hendrickson, who they paid after having a crazy, what was it, 13 and a half sack season that a lot of teams I think saw as an anomaly. He did his thing. He's had two and a half sacks over the last two games. He's proving to a lot of doubters out there that he's not a one-year, one-season wonder. Do not let – I mean, you can't rely on Joe Burrow and Mixon and Jamar to do everything. So I hope the defense figures it out, which makes for a great game tonight. Week four is starting and kicking out, kicking off, and we've got the most hyped matchup since the Super Bowl coming on Sunday night. And that's where we're going right now. Tom Brady's return to Fox for – oh, it's so weird that we have you here. Oh, oh, clutch. To discuss that one between the Buccaneers and the Patriots. Four years in New England. You're very close to uh, – Brady and Belichick, who is the genius? I'm just going to put it to you like that. Who's the genius behind the football, behind the Super Bowls, behind the legacy? Is it Brady or Belichick? Simple question. Oh, simple question, right? It's not complex at all. I mean, the Jaguars, Bengals, go. Jaguars, Brady, Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) No, here's how I look at it, right? They both deserve credit because if you look at the first three Super Bowls, right, that they went out and played, 
They won those Super Bowls by playing great defense. They're opportunistic. They took care of the football. But Brady wasn't this – and you can go back and look at the stats, right? He wasn't the guy that we all know and love today. But then you go to the third Super – I mean, the last three Super Bowls, and this is when you start to see him become the GOAT, right? And he he generally was the GOAT as we got into that. But he put that team on his back. Against Seattle, they came from two touchdowns behind. Mm -hmm. Against the Atlanta Falcons, it's 28-3. I mean, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. How did they lose that game, right? And then against the Rams, they're down by – they needed a score late, and he does it. I mean, so he put that team on his back. What I'll say is they both deserve credit. And while Bill Belichick's the guy that kind of put this whole structure together and everything, Tom Brady's the guy that helped facilitate that, right? And, and by, by that I mean he was the guy in offseason workouts every year that would go and win the parking spot year in, year out, which set the tone for the, everybody there, right? Which I definitely at times was like, well, pump your brakes. I'm definitely <laughs> – I beat him in every run. And yeah. in every, oh, are you kidding me? Let's go, bro. Well, the runs. That anybody can beat I mean, runs. that's what I'm saying. That was helpful. But I could also lift a little bit. But then you're talking about how about how he, he handled his contracts, right? He was always the guy that took less money, and everybody would be like, man, how is Tom Brady? People don't talk about that yeah. enough. Right. And, and so, but Bill Belichick was able to go out there and say, look, he's taking a pay cut. We are, we're not going to pay you the, the max amount. Come here, and you'll win ball games, right? And so there's so many different factors to how Brady helped Belichick, but at the same time, you know, it was one of those situations that it just worked together. So I think they both deserve credit, and I'm not going to say one deserves more than the other, mm-hmm. but it's just interesting their tenure together and how, how many different angles you can look at it from. You were there for four years, and it was in the first half of the Brady-Belichick relationship. Was there a great fondness between the two, or was it you know, coach, 53 players, or was it, hey, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, those guys are simpatico? Oh, it's definitely not one of those where you walk down the hallway and be like, oh, they're hand in hand, right? It's, it was a work, working relationship, right? He was the boss. Brady was the players, player. And there was a, a very significant divide there, right? And you would understand that as a player, too. Like, there was no blurring those lines. And so as a player, you understood where you were with Bill Belichick. You understood where you were with the team. But that also allowed Bill to go out and hold people accountable in a team meeting, right? He wasn't going to play favoritism. And Brady was one of those guys, again, that helped facilitate that, where he can call Brady out, well, he can hold you accountable. Sure. And no no one person's bigger than a team. So, and that was a no huge doubt. statement for that organization and why I think they've been able to win. And you hear this Patriot way, well, that was, yeah. that was part of it. We have a lot of time to talk about this over two days. My take has always been, if Bill Belichick never met Tom Brady... I don't think Bill Belichick is a Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. If Tom Brady had never had Bill Belichick in his life, I think he has multiple rings. Fair or unfair? I think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, let's be honest, there's great coaches out there, and Bill Belichick's probably the greatest coach of our generation, but great players make great coaches. Ooh. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's a big morning when it's the trivia day. And Here we it's go. Bag Trivia. It is our producer Melissa's birthday today. What's yeah. that? All right, Melissa. Celebrating Mixed Bag mm-hmm. Trivia. Happy birthday, Melissa, and happy birthday to all of you who love one number one overall picks. Because mm-hmm. today we are going to have a great one in the evening. Oh, yeah. Burrow versus Lawrence. Here's Kyler. Here's Baker. Matt Castle, when were you drafted? In 2005, in the seventh round. I had a one in there, but it wasn't the first overall pick. It was more like the hundred and... Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That counts? Yeah, hey, it That's counts. Let's, I felt pretty good about it. Let's celebrate first overall picks. Let's, let's celebrate them. Here's how the game works. I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want number one overall picks from yesteryear, number one overall picks from modern times, number one overall picks Ooh. from the mixed bag, Kyle? You get to choose, and we okay. go from there. So, yesteryear, today, or the mixed bag, Matt? I'm going to go with yesteryear. Okay. Well, give me yesteryear. Give me a little okay. challenge here. Okay. Matt, you famously played on a college USC team yes. that churned out two other top ten picks. NFL starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Right. Matt Leinert and Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer won the Heisman in 2002. Okay? He was the number one overall pick the following year. The question is this. Who finished second in voting in the Heisman in 2002? This is a trivia gift from the gods. Yeah. A, Byron Leftwich at Marshall. B, Ken Dorsey at Miami. C, Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech, or D, Brad Banks at Iowa. Matt, I will tell you, all four of these men finished in the top ten that year in the Heisman. Who was second? I'm going to go with B, Ken Dorsey, Miami. Okay, your reasoning? My reasoning, because he went to Miami and they were pretty good back then, too. <laughs> what would you say if I told you you were wrong? I would probably oh. Tell me it's Brad Banks. It is Brad Banks. Oh, oh, that is a Brad good player. Banks. 26 touchdowns, five interceptions. Brad Banks led the Hawkeyes all the way to the Orange Bowl, which lost to the USC Trojans. I should have known that. You know? <laughs> it's kind of, I thought it was a trick question. I was like, Brad it Banks, there's is. no way, right? We played them. Correct me if I'm wrong. Brad Banks, starting tight end, an All-American, Dallas Clark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great team. Good group. Great team. Ken Dorsey, Byron Leftwich, and Kingsbury all oh. would finish in the top ten of that year. Mm. But it was Brad Banks, mm. number two. 
and you were in that quarterback room. You've got probably awesome. plenty of stories. We definitely to blew share. the doors off that team. Yes, you the did. Doors that was nothing. That was great. Nick Lachey and Jessica were there. I hey now. Hey. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to choose one from yesteryear, from modern times? Where do you want to go with this? Definitely not yesteryear. I will go top overall pick quarterbacks of now. Okay. Okay. Last year, Joe Burrow yes. set an NFL rookie record because he had three straight games where he had 300 or more passing yards. Never been done before. Which rookie quarterback, who was a first overall pick, has the most passing yards? In a season. Oh, wow. And I, and I say modern times because we're going back a little bit with Stafford, but let's just put it through that lens. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not Kyler. It is either Andrew Luck or Matthew Stafford. <sighs> Andrew Luck, man, when he came in and took mm-hmm. over, was incredible. But I'm going to go Matthew Stafford because you are on the boat that loves Matthew Stafford and you love the Rams. So you're trying to make some eloquent point about how he Ooh. now gets his time and he'll like go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it is Matthew Stafford, his rookie year, ah! went 2-8. and eight. Ooh. Andrew Luck took his team 11-5, and five, went to the playoffs, threw a rookie record, 4,300 passing yards. Is that right? 12. He was amazing. Wow. 4,300 yards is as a rookie. rookie. And, and like one game's on his own back. It was incredible. He would take him to the playoffs three straight years. And, and Luck was unbelievable. This is the year that, of course, Chuck Pagano fell ill. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians came in as the head coach. Mm-hmm. And they just opened it wide open. And it was T.Y. Hilton as a rookie. And it was Reggie Wayne as a veteran. Andrew Luck throwing his body around. 4,300 yards wow. as a rookie quarterback. <laughs> They're so That's fun. That's incredible. So insane. All, All right, right, Kyle. Peter, I'm kind of ashamed of you. You did not mention yet so far. It's Fran Drescher's birthday today. Happy birthday. And Lacey Chabert. We love you, Lacey. Oh, Lacey. Yeah, Party killed time. it on the Hallmark. Uh, <laughs> Peter, give me, give me that mixed bag. I'm all about securing the bag. Secure we the got, bag, yeah, Kyle. All right, this is a about. former Patriot as well. Drew Bledsoe was the first overall pick by the New England Patriots yep. in 1993. Mm-hmm. The host and the musical guest of Saturday Night Live, the week before Drew Bledsoe entered the NFL... <laughs> Was who? Oh, wow. A, Monique and Silverchair. B, Dave Winfield and the Stone Roses. <laughs> C, Kirstie Alley and Lenny Kravitz. Or B, or D, Paul Rudd and the singer of Scatman, Scatman John. B, bop, bop, bidi, boop. All right, I'm looking at Rudd. I think Clueless was like three years later. I think he was doing a Nintendo commercial at the time. If he was lucky, it's not him. Uh, I'm going to start at the top. Monique and Silverchair didn't blow up till 95. It wasn't them. <laughs> It could be Winfield and Stone Road Frog Stomp. I still listen to it. Uh, C, Kirstie Alley has an infamous sketch regarding Italian waiters (laughs) that probably now you couldn't do, but is she and Kevin Nealon, and they're just kissing and hugging Sandler. Well, Sandler's one of the waiters. And then infamous me, they said, don't do any more of this. And Sandler said, I thought he was saying do more of this. And so he did. I think it's Kirstie Alley. Do you like the cracked pepper? Yeah, yes, that's it, Peter. That's the cracked pepper with that big old bed knob thing. You're right. Two in a row. Kirstie and Lenny. That's pretty impressive right there. April 17th, 1993. No one there knew that Drew Bledsoe would be the first pick only seven days later in the draft. No one knew. They weren't talking to him. There wasn't a sketch. I mean, everyone's like, Kirstie Alley was like, is it going to be Rick Meyer or Bledsoe? Like, what's going to I heard Kravitz did a song called Walla Walla, and he was just (laughs) ad-libbing it. That's incredible. That was it. That's it. Let's go to the video clue here, okay? Video clue. Here's how it works. I'm going to set you guys up with the start of a play. I'm going to say freeze, and it's about a former number one overall pick, and you have to guess what happens the rest of the play. So let's go to Michael Vick, former number one overall pick of the Atlanta Falcons. It's week 13. It's 2002. It's overtime. 24-24. Kenny Albert's on the call. Let's stop it right here. Guys, what happens? I'm going to give you the choices. Matt, we'll start with you. We'll go to Kay, then Kyle. Is it either A, 
Brian Finneran touchdown reception. B, Algie Crumpler touchdown reception. Does Vic himself run, or is it one of the coolest plays? A TJ Duckett uh, halfback pass, walk-off win for the Falcons. Matt. I mean, if you're talking about Michael Vick, I'm ta- going with C, 46-yard, game-winning touchdown run, his explosiveness, everything that goes along with his game, and that was always the part that I loved watching. So I'm going with C, 46-yard, game-winning TD run. Let's go. Nice. Vic. I think you're right, but I will just for fun go D with TJ Duck at halfback mm. pass to Michael Vick. Like that. Why not? Michigan State legend. Uh, absolutely. I, I was actually going to go with that too, but for the sake of variety, I, Big Brian Finneran went about seven foot five, also a <laughs> South Orange County guy, I think. I hope I'm not messing really? that up. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's Brian Finneran who goes up and high points it. Never mind Mossing someone. You Finneran someone. Ah. It's A. Finneran, huge Madden Finneran. player. This one is for Scatman John. Beep, bop, 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 bop. Vic on second and eight, off the play fake, has some running room, inside the 30, inside the 20, Vic into the end zone, Falcons win in overtime, a 46-yard touchdown run, his second touchdown run of the game, scored from 28 earlier. (laughs) He's <laughs> running right off. There you go, Patrick Kearney. Right here. Patrick Kearney right into the, the tunnel. Yeah. 173 rushing yards in that game. Oh, my God. Like, unbelievable. <laughs> oh my God. They would win. They'd go to the playoffs, and they advance to the divisional round. Michael Vick, number one overall pick. Matt Castle, thanks for playing trivia. Let's start with the Bears. What's going on with the quarterback situation? And then wide receiver with the Titans this weekend. Any updates? Okay, all three Bears quarterbacks were on the practice field on Wednesday, and the team plans to take the week to evaluate health before naming a starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Lions. Coach Matt Nagy made clear the depth chart has not changed. If he is healthy, Andy Dalton remains the starting quarterback. But Dalton was limited in practice on Wednesday as he continues to make his way back from that bone bruise in his knee. Rookie Justin Fields, still the number two. He fully participated in practice, but did so with a wrap and brace on his throwing hand after getting banged up in that rough NFL starting debut. Nick Foles is the one healthy guy, but he's still number three on the depth chart. In other injury news, the Titans could be without both their starting wide receivers on Sunday against the Jets. Julio Jones has been getting treatment on what the team is calling a hamstring injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. Status for Sunday is up in the air. Also, his teammate A.J. Brown expected to miss a week or two because of his own hamstring injury. So, a good week to get to know the names Chester Rogers, Nick Westbrook-Akina. Also, Derrick Henry already has 12 catches this season. That is just seven short of his career high for an entire season, okay? They might call up our friend Golden Tate, maybe even Victor Cruz, who was sitting here the other day to help them out. Thank you so much, Tom Pilsari. You're coming to us from Minneapolis. We have a story about Jared Allen, Vikings great, with Matt Castle coming up. Do not miss that. But let's welcome in Sarah Walsh. She's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Giardi coming to us, I believe, from New England. Sarah, let's start with you. I understand Tom Brady facing the Patriots uh, is a, kind of a big deal this weekend. How What's going on? <laughs> Well, we've sort of heard that, Kay. Good morning. Look, Tom is going to head up to Foxborough with his full offensive arsenal joining him. Antonio Brown is expected to come off that COVID list today. They didn't have him last week in that loss against the Rams. And A.B. absolutely went off in week one against the Cowboys. Now, there's a couple of different ways guys are looking at this game. Safety Jordan Whitehead said yesterday, we're going in there with a chip on our shoulders for Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski because those are our brothers. 
brothers. And then there's another way of looking at it. Mike Evans said, this is a bounce back game for us. That's really our focus this week. And look, it's not like Tom or Gronk needed any more motivation, but this is a Buccaneers team highly motivated because it did not leave a good taste in their mouths the way that that game played out last week in Los Angeles. So extra motivation for this team as a whole. And we've heard Bruce Arians say that 98% of these guys, uh, this isn't significant to them other than it just being another road game. But this is a team that wants to win and wants to get back on the right track. As for Tom Brady, we recently heard his father take some shots at Bill Belichick, his trainer. Don't expect to hear that out of Tom when we hear him talk today. He's been repeatedly asked about this game since this season kicked off, and he has repeatedly said he has nothing but fond memories of his time in New England. He is not going to be giving them any bulletin board material. The Bucks are going to practice around 11 Eastern today, and then Tom will meet with the media for the first and only time this week at 1 Eastern. Now, for more on Brady's former place of employment, here's Mike Girardi in New England. Well, Sarah, Tom doesn't have to do it if everyone else is. He can take the high road while his trainer and his dad take shots at the Patriots. Uh, meanwhile, you guys were talking about movies, right? How about Thomas Kazansky? You remember him from Top Gun 1986? I know I'm dating myself a little bit, but his call sign for Val Kilmer was Iceman. And that, my friends, is what Mac Jones wants to be. See, we're already getting into body language with Mac Jones. After week three against the Saints, he sat slumped on the bench. The game is over. Everybody's getting to the middle of the field. He's still on the bench with his head down. Jameis Winston actually came over to him, and that sort of woke Mac up, if you will, and got him out of his slumber there. He started to walk to greet other players, and then Bill Belichick grabbed him by the wrist, sort of spun him around, and they went back in the tunnel. We've talked to Josh McDaniels this week about how Mac is handling things, and he said, look, there are going to be highs and lows during the course of a practice, during a game, and you want to be even keeled. And when I asked Mac about that yesterday, he said, I've done a lot of work on keeping my emotions flatline and stable. He said, I look at some of the veterans on this team like Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater, and I see cool, I see steady, and that's what I want to be. That's what I need to be for this football team. As for facing Tom Brady, he says there's no pressure here. He said it's not one-on-one. We have 11 guys on offense against their 11 on defense. If we all do our job, we'll get better results. And he said, yeah, I studied Tom Brady for a long time when I was in high school and college, but this is just another game. We have to get a win. That's all that matters, Kay. Cannot fall in this one. Of course, not in that division. Not against Tom Brady. Must win games and big statement games on both sides. Thank you so much to Sarah Walsh and Mike Giardi there. We'll talk to you throughout the week, of course, leading into that matchup. Week four kicks off tonight, but Sunday, yes. Tom Brady goes back to Foxborough. And, Matt, there's a lot of people reminiscing about, oh, the first time I played in the stadium, I started my career. And there's a lot of that going on in uh, the air. There's an article you can read at NFL.com right now where former NFL players are reminiscing about that. And there's a great little clip where Jared Allen is talking about his first game back uh, in Kansas City as a Minnesota Viking where he apparently got to you and was hearing stuff in the crowd. We have. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Can you take me through what happens here in this play? Let's see. We got a play action boot and I should have thrown that ball away. You know, the, okay. the, when uh, you say you just kind of give it up and I, you know what? I was just trying to help him out. He was super excited. He's like, I'm going to make you squeal, boy. He does his little thing, you know. Hog tie. Yeah, definitely yep. should have thrown that one away. Oh, And yeah. uh, just kind of wanted to take a little bit of 
beating, but don't kid yourself, we won that game. So. Oh, yeah? Give it up. Oh, yeah, babe, we won that game. So, like, let's pump the brakes. Is this reunion wow. at old stadiums, is it really a thing? Do you have a story or something that you remember from you playing uh, in a reunion sort of game? And if going back to your old team's stadium, I do remember the only time that really I got the opportunity to was when I was with Minnesota and I got to go back for a preseason game in, to Kansas City. And I do remember hitting Cordell Patterson over the top. And I'm not going to say it was like, yes, but I'm going to say it was like, yes. You know, I was pretty fired up. And I know it's preseason. You're not supposed to get fired up about it. But it was one of those moments like you just want to go show out, right? You're competitive. And all of us want to go, especially when it's your old team and let you go and stuff like that. You want to go out and play well. And even if it's a preseason game. But then when I also was in Kansas City, I was marked to go back to the Patriots and play Uh the Patriots. Oh, wow. You know, in your mind, you kind of circle mm-hmm. that a little bit. But then I broke my hand. Von Miller decided to hit me, and I landed ah, on my hand, broke my finger in hand. You know, so it's like we have this storybook of how this is going to go. It could I go know. very differently. Yeah, it can go very differently. But, I mean, there's always motivation when you're playing your, your opposing team or even coaches that you used to play. You know Brady pretty well. Do you think he addresses the crowd and waves and does anything? Or is he just dialed in? Is it all about football? Or do you think he gives a moment to maybe wave his hand and say, hey, guys, I appreciate all of you as well? I don't know. I think what he'll do is run down how he always Side does run, yeah. and give the cheer, let's yeah. go, and he'll fire it up and probably the crowd at that point. I mean, I can't imagine that this isn't going to be a warm reception. Of course. Right. Half, half the people point, in though, Boston are named Brady. They are, and half the dogs, too. Yeah. The funny part about the Jared Allen play with you is that the Arrowhead cheered. Right. They cheered the Vikings pass rusher. Right. So do you think there's any scenario in which the Foxborough fans boo Brady, including him scoring a rushing touchdown, spiking the ball, and screaming and headbutting his teammates? I do not see this no crowd. I don't see this crowd really, you know, turning on Tom Brady. Uh-huh. I mean, for what he did for 20 years, the dedication that he had, the championships that he brought to that city, a lot of good memories there. Yes, there's going to be people that are hurt, right? But a lot of people are not blaming it on Brady. They're blaming it on, unfortunately, Bill Belichick right. and that organization for not getting the job done and not bringing him back. So for him, it's going to be like, Hey guys, good reunion. Uh-huh. Good to see everybody. That gets along with all the family members. Like uh-huh. it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. You to hyped see up this game so much from when we got the schedule release. We were looking at when it is. How are you feeling about it now, days out? Well, schedule release comes out. We're fired up, and we, I start calling it Super Bowl Fifty Five and a Half. That was <laughs> when we thought maybe it was going to be Cam Newton versus Brady. Just a little more flash. Um, it didn't help last week in the hype that they both lost. And yet, here we are, and I still find it just as fascinating as their 0-3, because it's Brady versus Belichick. I'm not terribly interested in Mac Jones' role in this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt, you, you kind of said something quickly there in that people blame Belichick for letting Brady get away. What was your reaction when he left? What was your take on why Brady left the Patriots? Well, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I was sitting there and I was shocked myself that they couldn't, like the powers that be, whether it's Kraft, Belichick, they've always been able to work it out. Give him what he wants. He only Mm -hmm. wants a few more years. But I think at the end of the day, Tom Brady was evaluating all the circumstances, evaluating where he could potentially go. And he looked at Tampa Bay's roster and he said, man, they've got the pieces in place for me to go be successful, for me to show out. Because the year before, I know that there was a huge level of frustration Mm -hmm. in terms of their production and also the the lack of weapons, and he said, I want to surround myself. I only got a few more years to go do this, I believe, and you know, he can say he's going to play to 50, but Giselle's never going to let that happen. (laughs) With that being said, like he just saw that I can go be productive here and go out and play with guys that are going to put me in a position to be successful and showcase my skill set, and that's really what it came down to. Hug for Kraft before the game? Oh, big hug, and a kiss. Yeah, kiss there. Okay, but but what about Belichick before the game? 
Um, I think it'll probably be a handshake, like a conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think they're going to be cordial, you know. It was, the, you kiss know, from Kraft. Kiss from Kraft. Kiss from and hug from Kraft. Is there an embrace from Belichick after the game, or is it a a body space separated handshake? You know, the way that Tom is, though, he's always been one of those guys that I've respected for how he carries himself, how he handles these situations. He'll go up and be a class act like he always is, right? I think that they'll give each other a hug, unless they absolutely blow them out and Belichick's kind of a little bit embarrassed, Mm -hmm. he might like say. But then it would be Mac Jones that doesn't get the handshake, right? You've pointed out several times where. Yeah, Yeah, Tom Brady sometimes has stiff guys on the postgame handshake. He's done it with Nick Foles twice. It feels a little gratuitous here, but I've gone in on it, and yet I do think that I find that that moment he and Belichick absolutely fascinating, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially if the Bucks blow him out. Does Belichick have the gall to give Brady a blow by like he's given other guys before? No way. <laughs> no way. No way. Because you know the fact of the matter is we'll all be talking about it. Right? You're gonna yeah. be like, look at this, and it's gonna be on <laughs> no everything. Doubt. He's gonna have to. Uh, He's still talking about Eric Mangini's missed hands. Absolutely, <laughs> I know. It's the snub at the end of the game that everyone's like, oh, what's what's going on there? What's this relationship? What do you think? I think that's the real game. Like, <laughs> that's, that's Bucks it. is fine. I think the post game is the yeah. game. At a Penn State. It's Packers safety, Adrian Amos. What's up, Smash? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? We've had you on the show since the very start, back when you were in Chicago, now you're with Green Bay, and here you are today. we got to start with that dramatic win against the 49ers last week. San Francisco goes with the go-ahead score. Rodgers gets the ball back with 30 seconds on the clock. What were you thinking once the future Hall of Famer had the rock in his hands? Oh, for sure. When you're in that situation, um, you know, you kind of down that you gave up that touchdown on defense. But then um, getting to the sideline, you have full confidence in our offense. We've seen them do it um, a million times. You've seen them do it in practice and games and everything. So, um, you know, it it, it was just it was fun to watch. He was just sitting there. He was like, it's about to happen. Adrian, you, you were named uh, Packers team captain this season. This is your seventh season in the league, your third with Green Bay. What do you think you bring to this Packers defense, both on and off the field? I just feel like, you know, I'm never too high, never too low. And, you know, I try to be consistent, you know, every every single day. I want my teammates to know what they're getting when they, you know, when, when they see me out there um, on the field, off the field. I just want to be accountable. So, um, you know, I just try to bring that and I bring that same energy every day, um, and, you know, and hopefully that, you know, that 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 um, picks us up, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball um, to be in one of those top units. Next up, it's the Steelers. Adrian, week four, the offense has struggled objectively in recent weeks. We're here at the table talking about injuries. Is Big Ben Big Ben? He's not even looking downfield, let alone throwing downfield. Do you sense some blood in the water, or what are you seeing specifically in preparing for Ben Roethlisberger? Um, when we're preparing, preparing for him, we, we're preparing for what he can do. Uh, what they have shown in the past. Um, it's still early in the season, so you don't really know um, what their identity is. You have teams that start off start off real hot. You have teams that start off slow. Uh, we just want to make sure that we're not the team they, um, you know, pick up momentum with. So we have to, you know, stay on them. Um, we have to, um, you know, still, you know, watch what his ability is. And he likes to get the ball downfield, and they have, a, you know, a, a lot of guys that he can get the ball to. It's true. A wounded animal is a dangerous thing, and the Steelers have a lot of pride and a lot of history that says they are not just going to roll over. Adrian, uh, this summer, it was Shakespearean theater with your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Every show, our show, all day, Hawaii, and all this drama, will he, won't he, and then the press conference when he showed up was very unique. You've been his teammate now for a few years. 
he has this vibe of tranquility and inner peace. What do you see differently from Aaron Rodgers off the field, in the facility, around the hallways? What do you see differently than you have in years past? Um, man, th- this is the same guy that you know I've seen since as as I got here. Um, he's he's been a guy that's um, you know he's about his teammates. He's a he's about ball. Um, you know he he really like he's somebody that genuinely doesn't you know. Um, show that he cares about the, the outside, the outside forces and everything. And, and as long as um, he makes sure that we we know um, what he's thinking and we know that he's here and present, um, you know, he cares about that. And he also cares about what we do off the field, too. And, and um, he wants us to do, um, you know, when we have other things that we're thinking about other than football. But when it's football time, he's, he's all about ball. Now, earlier this week, I saw that you saw a preview of Football Life Calvin Johnson, and you tweeted, I don't care what anybody says. If I'm picking a team, my first two receivers are Moss and Megatron. Now, Megatron actually coming on the show. He's visiting right after you after this commercial break. So tell, I'm sure he's listening right now because he's getting ready to come on. What did you admire so much about his game specifically? Um, I, I just remember my, my rookie year, the first time coming out the tunnel at Detroit and, you know, just seeing Megatron and, um, you know, he, he just looks like LeBron James in, 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 uh, in shoulder pads and a helmet. So, um, you know, he's just a guy. He's, he's big. He's fast. Like, he, you know, he's one of the fastest receivers, um, you know, you've seen, we've seen. And he also, you know, bigger than all the tight ends you're going to play against as well. So somebody like that being able to do everything that a small receiver can do um, at that size is, you know, that that's just a, a one in a, in a million or, you know, it's only one of him ever. So, um, you know, a guy like that, that, that's who I want on my roster. That I could just throw it up no matter who the quarterback is. There hasn't been anyone like him since. Um, Smash, we got to get down to serious stuff here. Aaron Rodgers says he's growing this hair long for yeah. a Halloween costume. Yeah. Uh, we've been taking our guesses here at the table. Any idea what the long hair tickling the shoulders is? What is the Halloween costume guess from starting safety, Adrian Amos? Man, I don't really have a guess. I I haven't really thought about it too much. Um, I heard him say that, but I haven't really thought about it. I, you know, I just, you know, want to be surprised. Last year, I don't even know what he went as or, or two years ago. So, um, you know, and, and I saw him and I saw him on Halloween. So, I mean, it, it's probably going to be something that, you know, I've never seen before. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unprecedented Halloween costume from Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Never seen before. Tweet it out. That's mm. it. Adrian, you're the best. Smash, we appreciate you for coming on so early in the morning. You've been a friend of the show for many seasons. Keep on coming on. We love having you, and we love watching you on the weekends. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thank He's going to dress up as something we've never seen before. Never seen. He yeah. should be a Bears quarterback. Good luck. Oh! How about that? Uh, Megatron joining the show, our Hall of Famer. We just heard Adrian Amos speak highly about Calvin Johnson. He will hang out with us. We will call our shot more with Matt Castle after the break. Yo, mama. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Bengals Jacks tonight in Cincinnati, kicking off week four of your slate of action here in this NFL season. I can't believe we're this far gone already. It's flying. We've got Tom Brady revisiting his old stomping grounds up there in Foxborough this weekend. Lots of big games. The Packers, of course, taking on the Steelers. And we will have Megatron joining us, Calvin Johnson, the Hall of Famer, hopefully in a little bit. But Will Selva, our Hall of Fame newsman, is on the West Coast with the latest. Hey, Will. (laughs) Hey, what's going on there, Kay? Guys, thank you for that intro. And I guess, coincidentally, we'll have Randy Moss on tomorrow as well. So all the guests yeah, that Nate yeah, could yeah. never have on when he was with wow. us, they're all joining us. No, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know if Randy Moss is going to join us, but I just figured why not. Megatron, though, is coming up hopefully <laughs> right. after this update. But, Kay, the, the you did mention the Steelers and the Packers. Yeah, put it out there into the ether. We'll see what happens. You had mentioned the Packers and the Steelers, of course. The last time Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers faced each other was back in Super Bowl forty-five. Coincidentally, that was the last time the two franchises actually went to the big game with the Packers coming away with the big win. Now, big Ben actually spoke with reporters recently and was asked about facing Rodgers. You know, the whole cliche, everyone says the quarterbacks against each other, but and then we'll say, no, we play against the defense, you know. But uh, it, it's still an, it's an honor to share a stadium with, with one of the greatest and, and a guy that I admire and a lot of people admire that, that has just done it at such a high level for a long time. So it, it's pretty cool to watch um, his mastery of the game. Um, I just hope that this week our defense can, can hold up and, uh, you know, maybe have something to say about it. We'll see. It will be fun to watch for sure. In New York, the Giants still looking for that first win of the season. Head coach Joe Judge was or has faced some criticism with some play calling and in-game decisions. But if you're looking for him to rely on game analytics, well, don't hold your breath. The analytics is just a tool. It's nice to look at the numbers and how they go through the flow of the game. But the analytics changes based on the opponent, based on who you have available for the game and how the flow of the game is going too. 
you can look at a stat sheet all you want. I promise you, if, if XL was going to win football games, Bill Gates would be killing it right now. No word if the G-men have reached out to Bill Gates personally to break down a game plan, but I'm sure the Giants wish they had this guy, Megatron. Play hard, but kind of smash. Top touchdown, Detroit Lions! Wants Calvin in the end zone, goes up, got it! Oh, Velosky to throw, looking deep right side, got Calvin out there, hits him in stride, not going to catch him, touchdown Detroit Lions, 96 yards. Joining us right now is that very man, that Megatron, a newly enshrined Hall of Famer, one of the most dominant receivers of all time, a three-time All-Pro known for catching passes over multiple defenders at once. Please welcome back to the breakfast table, Megatron, you can't get another yeah. Come on, Calvin. You Ooh, like two pounds in one month, ain't it? I know. It's, it's weird that that all coincides with Nate Burleson leaving, but you do the math there. Let's talk about a football life. I'm so excited about this. You can see it right here on NFL Network, 9 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We, get to, we know what you do on the field. We know what you did. We know why you have that gold jacket. What are we going to see in this episode that you're excited for others to sort of learn about you? Yeah, just, the, you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit, you know, learning more about the family, um, a little bit more about, you know, what, what I did, why I did it, how I did it when I played the game. You know, I, we got a, a uh, draft of it, but I couldn't even watch it. You know, I, I don't like watching my stuff. I hate hearing myself really? speak, so I couldn't even watch it. Wow. We like watching you do everything, Calvin, and except retire. You retired and returned to your home planet of Cybertron a lot earlier than we wanted you to, but we did get nine good years out of you before you transformed and rolled out. Um, I know you're very much at peace and you're happy in retirement, but there's got to be days, maybe on Sundays, where you miss playing the game. What do you miss most about football? And do you ever find yourself wondering, what if I had played a few more years? The one thing you definitely miss the most about football is all the guys, man. Just hanging out in the guys in the locker room with the families off the field. You know, I don't think anybody's going to sit here and say they miss the grind of the game. Of course, that's what makes the game of football so great, you know, especially, you know, putting it together with those guys, you know, and, and, and celebrating. So it's all about the team, the camaraderie. That's what you miss the most. After how things ended there in Detroit, the Lions bring you back and paid tribute to your Hall of Fame induction this past Sunday. You were there with a the ring ceremony. You didn't have much to say there. The crowd loved you, obviously. What were the emotions of being back and both sweet and then, of course, bittersweet with how things ended? Yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, it was really sweet. You know, it, it was almost a tearjerker there just sitting there on the field, watching the highlights, hearing my family talk, hearing uh, former teammates talk, coaches. You know, it really takes you back to those moments, you know, and almost, you know, jerk some tears out of me while I was standing there. But it was great just to sit there in front of um, the home fans, go back there and be recognized, be there with those guys once again. You know, the energy is great. I love it. The energy was great when I played there. And it's a choice of great city to play. Yeah, Calvin, how are you, buddy? You know, you played with Matthew Stafford in Detroit for seven of your nine seasons. He's played three games for the Rams, and there's a strong argument that this guy's already the MVP after three weeks. What are your <laughs> thoughts on his performances so far, and how far do you think he can take this team? Obviously, you played with him and have a lot of good memories. Matthew has an arm, really, almost unlike anybody else in the NFL. You know, he can put that ball, he can reach anybody anywhere on the field. So it's great to see him in a place like this. I swear that first game I watched, I, I swear I sat there. There's a moment when I saw Matthew, the camera cut to Matthew, and it was like, 
I feel like there's a sense of him being like, wow, I can't believe this is easy. Like, if we were in Detroit, something would happen by now. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Now, there are plenty of explosive wideouts across the NFL right now. We highlight them for three hours a day here on Good Morning Football. Let's focus on the younger ones, though. Uh, of the guys that have maybe just a year, maybe they're in their first year, a year or two of experience, who do you think could be the NFL's best soon and work their way into that? Mm, that's tough. Who do you like? You got so many good receivers. I mean, we're talking about rookies, first years, you know. Yeah. And you got the yeah, DKs well, of the I, world. I, you say, got, I love seeing CeeDee Lamb. Okay. I mean, I love watching that kid go up and, and make a play on the ball. Jeez, um, man. I feel bad every time I get asked this question because I'm going to leave somebody out. Um, shoot, who else we got? Help me out, guys. Goodness what makes CD special? I Tell do this every makes, day. What makes CD Lamb special? So the, 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 guy, the guy can move. The guy is elusive. He's not a tiny receiver. He likes to go up and make a play. That's all. I, I, I see a guy that go up and use their hands. Sounds- and, and pinpoint that ball and run, run good route, you can catch with your hands. Those are two things for me that I love to see in a receiver. I mean, yeah, you got to catch the ball with your body sometimes, but I can't stand body catches, man. You use them hands. That's what they're for. You're a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> C.D. Lamb, the one thing he doesn't have is a nickname, but that's kind of because his name is a nickname. Um, Calvin, if there yeah. was a Hall of Fame for the NFL nicknames, it's, it's Primetime, it's Broadway Joe, and it's Megatron. It's, it's a first ballot entry. We know the origin story a little bit that Roy Williams, your fellow wide receiver, made it up for you. But did you ever have any misgivings about it? You're such a nice, positive guy. Megatron is a dastardly villain and the leader of the Decepticons. Were you always cool with it? I wasn't at first. You know, I wanted to be optimist because he's a good guy. You know, I'm a good guy. Yeah. But, you know, I, 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 was, I was definitely okay with being a bad guy to the defense. I'll be that all day. Calvin, since retiring in 2016, you've taken on several different business ventures, and we spoke to you a couple of months ago about this one, the creation of Primitive Group, a research company dedicated to the advancement of cannabis for health and wellness. What else can you tell us about that and to the Good Morning Football audience? Yes, sir. It's, it's really just about destigmatizing the plant. You know, we got this plant that's been here uh, for the ages. You know, people use it to medicate with for so long, and then it became a Schedule One drug, and with that came... You know, declassification, well, not declassification, but we couldn't do research on it. That's why we're so far behind right now, and that's why we're pushing for the advancement, the education, and, uh, and just pushing the professionality of, the, of this industry. Something you're passionate about. We love that you're bringing awareness to everybody, and I'm sure we'll see more of that in a football life, which you can check out tomorrow on NFL Network. We cannot wait to see it to learn a little bit more. Peel back those layers. you got to watch it, though, Calvin. Calvin, will you watch it tomorrow at least? I will watch it. You know, I might not. Yeah, my wife's going to make me watch it. So, like I said, I hate hearing myself talk. I really do. I I haven't even watched my Hall of Fame speeches. I really don't like listening to myself. (laughs) Well, we'll do the listening and the watching for you and the pumping you up. Megatron, thank you for joining our show. We should make this a weekly thing. Yeah. yeah. We should make Nate real. I know Nate Nate is going to get mad at me now. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.